Welcome to the Top Shelf Dusters podcast. I am Amanda, the fact checker for this group, and tonight I am joined by Brett. There is a new team atop of the Eastern Conference, the Panthers. Let's go. With Cass. So we got a couple pieces of news, good news and bad news. The bad news is the Bruins have lost four games in a row at home. The good news Woo. is still third in the the league. And the really good news is Jesse isn't here tonight. Wow. Suck it, Jesse. And what he said. And this week, it's happy birthday to my brother-in-law, Kyle. Happy birthday, Kyle. Happy birthday, Ethan's brother-in-law, Kyle. So this week, we are going to discuss the recent announcements for future NHL seasons, player updates, and as always, our question of the week. So let's start with the NHL news. NHL news. So the first thing that we have wait, to talk wait, about. Wait, Brett, um, before you go into it. Okay. Just real quick. Okay. We do have to say, Jesse is not here because he's at the Stadium Series this weekend. That's right. So he went to Winter Classic and now Stadium Series. Yes, he's a rich, rich boy. If you can find him <laughs> and smack him in the face, I will mail you a Top Shelf Duster sticker. Yeah. <laughs> but we do not condone violence. But please, find Jesse oh boy. and buy, perform Buy violence. him a beer. <laughs> He'll be the guy looking like a homeless guy. Anyway, yeah. continue, Brett. He, he's he's racking up all the outdoor games, like like Ethan said. He was already at the Winter Classic this year. Now he's going to be at the Stadium Series, which is really cool. Um, but, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Jake Gensel. Um, in the game against Florida, they lost 5-2, and Gensel missed the last couple minutes of that game. And all that we really know is it's an upper body injury, but he's going to be out for four weeks. And the issue with that for Pittsburgh is that Jake Gensel has kind of been talked about as this big trading piece as – the Penguins are anticipating potentially having to rebuild and Gensel's on the last year of his contract, but four weeks is past the trade deadline. So, and I can't remember if there's a rule against trading guys on LTIR or anything like that. Um, but if there are, if there is, that kind of screws them over with that. I don't think there's a specific rule about it. It's just most of the time, there's not going to be a team that's willing to take a player that is on LTIR because most of the yeah. time LTIR is for much longer than four weeks. And, you know, there, there's some risk to it. But I am interested to know, like, let's just go down the line real quick. Do you think Jake Gunsel gets traded by the deadline? If he was healthy, I was thinking it's definitely going to happen. I mean, like one year left, your team's, barely probably just not going to make the playoffs get some draft picks out of them you know someone who needs a top six forward is going to give you probably a first round pick for this guy so now they're taking a like you said they're going to take a risk because he's hurt and that potentially is going to hurt jake gensel's value so now i'm not so sure if you had to go yes or no si senor i think i'm going to say it still happens (laughs) i think it still happens even with because I mean four weeks from now there's still quite a bit of the season left and obviously you'll have them in time for the playoffs so let's, let's who would that. you rather have Cass, you say, wait 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 yeah, that, that, that. Cass your is your answer yes is, you, is you think he traded? does get Absolutely. traded okay Amanda what what do you think I think no at least not to the I'm games with Amanda I, I don't think he gets traded 
Who would you rather have, Elias Lindholm or Jake Gensel? I mean, for me, if for me personally, it's just because our center depth's good in Florida, so I'd rather have Gensel, who's a winger. So it more comes down to need versus talent in yeah. that, that, that opinion. So I'm going to go the same way looking at the Stars' need. I'm going um, – oh, my gosh, I just forgot his name. <laughs> Lindholm. Gensel, Lindholm. Lindholm. I'm on the Lindholm. We Lindholm's need, we too We need a D-man. Wait, I was going to say, do you think now, so you asked if he's going to be traded or not. Another question might be, do you think Pittsburgh resigns him or not? I, I, Because I say no, he you doesn't get yes. traded, I think they do. They can't afford him. Not right now. Kind of like the Florida Panthers can't afford Sam Reinhardt. We can. It's just that we're <laughs> taking, taking our sweet time. We, we're stuck between three players, right? So there's Montour, Forsling. And Reinhardt, and I don't think we can keep all three, but we definitely keep at least one, maybe two. So Reinhardt's probably going to get eight, right? Montour should get six to seven, and Forsling's probably going to get what three to four. Forsling's our best defenseman. Yeah, we'll show us how much He's I know. probably going to get six or seven. You guys are screwed. Montour's gone. <laughs> Montour's gone. He's had a down year anyway. So, well. That that is not the end of the upper body injury reports. Uh, John Gibson, <laughs> goalie for Anaheim, he left uh, a game this past week. I forgot to look up which game exactly, but uh, it was two games ago. He left with an upper body injury. He missed the game against Ottawa, and tonight it appears he will be serving as backup. So doesn't seem like it's going to be too long of a an injury absence, but. The injury did happen, so we're going to report about it. Another tr- another potential trade target person. Exactly. exactly. Well, that's what we thought. But, I mean, at this point, I, I mean, it could happen. But it's kind of been quiet from Anaheim about that. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, uh, Another injury, this one much more uh, severe. Um, Blake Wheeler is going to miss the entire rest of the season. Um, including the playoffs, with a leg injury. And for New York, he's definitely not a main piece for them, but he's been a good depth scoring person. He's got 21 points on the year in 54 games. So for for New York, I think they're definitely going to go aggressive at the trade deadline, trying to fill in with a piece that can take the place of Blake Wheeler. Because they you need that depth scoring. You need depth to win. The I game. mean, 21 points for someone who makes 800K is – steal no doubt yeah very true so that kind of stinks um falling back a little bit amanda did you get an answer on the injury trade question if you can trade someone that's on if you can trade someone that's injured while she answers us we actually also got another upper body injury to talk about i messed up my shoulder today and it's it's brutal (laughs) <laughs> it, it's really hurting. So if there's any physical well, therapist out there, you're supposed to told there, it's your shoulder. That's too specific, uh, sorry, Cass. You sorry. gotta you gotta keep it more I didn't vague specify than that. Which one. I'll just do the chicken. <laughs> I'll just do the chicken dance. So could be a left or right. Any, any luck, Amanda, on that? You can trade a player on LTIR. Excellent. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. 
but so it basically comes down. You don't see it happen because what Ethan said. There's a lot of risk in taking a guy who's hurt. Well, I don't. It's pretty rare. Yeah, I don't think they'll get the haul that uh, Vancouver got for Lindholm, but I wouldn't be surprised if he gets traded and he makes a difference. You know. Speaking about making a difference, Brett, I think another young stud came back this week. Yeah. So this one's about yeah coming back and Connor Bedard. He is back. He's playing for Chicago once again, and you know. One thing I was thinking about with talking about this is we, we even talked about um, when Connor Bedard went down with injury, it was an opportunity for the rest of the NHL rookies to kind of step up and potentially go into that Calder talk. But even now he's coming back after missing 14 games. He still leads all rookies points with 36, leads all rookies in goals with 16, and he's still second in assists with 20. Brock Faber's first with 29. So, um I think it's if Bedard keeps up the same scoring production that he's already shown this season, it's a runaway Calder thing. They already want to give it to Bedard, and if he's got the statistics back it up, it's a no-brainer. He already scored today. The game's over, but he scored yeah. today. His there first you go. game back. Goal, what the hell? Goal and assist. Two points. Must be nice. Uh, moving on, Morgan Riley. It was something that happened just moments after we finished recording last week (laughs) and so we're going to take a moment to talk about it because it's been a big story this week he was suspended five games because he cross-checked ridley is it greg greg has anyone heard it it's greg greg he's a rookie um and he he took a slapper from the hash marks on an empty net it's an unwritten rule. <laughs> That's the whole thing Toronto fans say. You know, you can't do that. It's dirty. And th- while that may be true, um, it's an unwritten rule. But there is a written rule that says you cannot cross-check someone to the face. And so for that, Riley was suspended five games. He did appeal the suspension yesterday is when his appeal thing happened. Um, and Bettman typically takes about two to three days to decide appeal things. So we have yet to find out the determination on his appeal, but tonight Toronto is playing and this will be the third game. So, uh, the fourth game I believe will be on Monday against St. Louis. So we could hear something before that. And in that case, it would probably be, you know, he's good to go. Well, I thought it was interesting. You said... Toronto fans said the word dirty for this play. Like, I think it's silly. Like, I, the, the slapping shot into an empty net. Like, I would if I was Morgan Riley, I would have been irritated, but I would have gone up there like, dude, you can't do I wouldn't have cross-checked him to the head. Like, that, that was or taking too far. Or just drop your gloves. Like, drop, drop your gloves, say something to him. Like, he, I do think that he deserved something for doing something that's stupid, sure. but he didn't deserve to get cross-checked to the face. I mean, if you look up the play, uh, the empty net play by Patrick Stefan for the Dallas Stars, <laughs> um, I think you should take a slap shot. <laughs> take the slap shot. Cass, you had something? Uh, yeah, I was just going to basically say what you all said. You know, I, I, th- I think he didn't purposely go for the face, and by the time it happened, he was like, well, screw it. I'm already, I'm already kind of in one, so minus will just make it look like I actually meant to do it. I'm already going to get suspended. Minus will make it worth it at this point. 
Yeah, it, I mean, Jamie Ben also didn't mean to cross-check Mark Stone in the face when he fell on him, <laughs> you know. I didn't mean to. <laughs> I, I That was I, so bad. It, it's just silly. Like, you've lost the game. Just drop the gloves at best or just move on. I mean, are you really hurting? No. But anyways. Cass, you've got some news. About the Flyers. I do. My shoulder's still hurting. Um, <laughs> but the Flyers are repping with a new captain. Um, Sean Couturier has been named the 20th captain of the Philadelphia Flyers. He has been on the Flyers since 2010-11. I'm sorry, 2011-12. Um, he has played in total 772 games for them, 191 goals and 302 assists. Um I don't think this was any surprise. I think everyone expected it. Um, we're very happy that he got healthy. He has been injured for the last couple. Uh, I feel like it's been a year or two at this point. Um, but he's come back. He's played very well this year. But they are currently losing their stadium series game 2-1 to the Devils. The one thing you said, it's, it's not surprising. That's true. It's like clear that Katoria was going to be the captain, but... The one thing that is surprising is why do it now? Like, late here in the season, we're past the midway point. Like, why? Do, why They could have done this at the beginning of the season. I Forget mean, I about that, Connor Hart. Yeah, but. Um, oh, my gosh, Ethan. Wow. That and, like, you That's didn't it. know if he was going to be healthy. That's got to be He's been it. fighting injury for so long. You didn't know if he was going to be able to come back and be healthy. Um, he was out. Enough. 22, uh, 22 months didn't play hockey. Yeah, okay. I thought it was a two back surgeries. Back surgeries. But wow. I think Ethan Ethan Carter nailed it. Hart. I think I think they would have waited for this off season to do it, but they Flyers fans they need to distract him a little bit. They're they're probably thankful that the stadium series has happening because yeah, Carter Hart's no longer a Flyer technically, right? Like Shh, he never was. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, well, you, he's still getting paid the by them, so there's that. No, 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 no. No, his contract was terminated. Well, I mean, nah, he is I don't, getting no, paid, he's getting but paid. he's not against the Innocent cap. Innocent until proven guilty. He's not against the Absolutely, okay. yeah. That'd be that. Batman no, did that. They, they will be, be paid. That'd be a union lawsuit contracts. waiting to happen if they terminated his okay, contract and mind. he isn't found guilty. I misremembered. But but the NHL did credit the teams towards uh, like LTIR. So it, it's not going against those teams' cap, but the players themselves are still getting paid. Um, but yeah. Speaking of captains, speaking about misremembering Brett, your favorite player, <laughs> Brad Marchand, played in his a thousandth game. What? I thought Jonathan Huberto was my favorite. No, that was from last episode that you missed. So oh. now it's Brad Marchand. <laughs> we did use Jonathan Huberto as your most overpaid player. In memoria of you last episode. I, so, in memoria. Oh um, another person who's played his whole career with one team, he broke into the league in 2009-10. He has played a whopping 1,001 games, 912 points in those 1,001 games. So, um, That's pretty good. The player everyone loves to hate but wishes they were on his team. Okay, so he has played... Okay, Amanda. Yep, mm-hmm, sure. He is, like I said, he has a thousand and one games in the NHL without looking, Brett. How okay. everyone? 
How many penalty minutes do you think he has? Oh, gosh. Um, it's not on the ceiling, Brett. I promise you that. I, I, I'm, I, I'm I don't gonna, know. Just, that's how I think. I'm going <laughs> to um, go 734. Brett? I feel like I remember seeing this at some point. We were looking it up. This was a long time ago. But I feel like it's like 930. Amanda? That 930. Don't look. I see you. It's on the ceiling. <laughs> That's how- it's also it's also my job to look. I have it pulled up. <laughs> I have to fact check you. That's all. Okay. Have you seen it? Have you seen the answer? Yes. Okay. One thousand twenty-eight. Oh wow! I, I win. I won. I won the. I won the. I thought I was correct. shooting. High. I didn't go over. I'll, I'll make sure to send his card to your house after. He has more penalty minutes than games played. It's amazing. That is crazy. So, but I, I think obviously he's a dirty player. We can all agree that he's toned it down recently. He's toned it down. He still has that reputation that's always going to precede him. Um, he's one of the players you hear a lot around here. Hall of Fame question mark, Jersey retirement question mark. I don't think he's there yet for either of those things. Um, I think he makes Hall of Fame, but but not Jersey retirement because Boston has quite a few. See, I'm opposite. You know, what I mean, I think he. Uh, that's how I was leaning too. He has more of a chance of getting his number retired. I mean, not even the longevity longevity of playing a thousand games in a Bruins uniform. The fact that he won a cup. The fact that he's been as dominant. I mean, even though he has been ratty, he's been a dominant player in the league the last four years. Four years or so, he's still playing it That's what I was at an say, elite Cass. level yeah. without Bergeron as well. He's not playing all the time with Pasternak like last year. He didn't play with Pasternak, and he still put up numbers. So, um, and he stopped licking people. That's what I wanted. Yeah, that's what I go ahead, Brett. <laughs> I wanted to briefly say, Cass, is that yeah, he always backs up the the dirtiness per se because he's he's very skilled great scorer. He's not just like a plug out there. He's not a fourth line guy who's just out there causing trouble. He he's going to get in your head, be a pest, but he's also going to put the puck in the back of of your net. Yeah. And the Boston dirtiness doesn't stop there. <laughs> yeah, so um Milan Lucic had his day in court earlier this week. Um he was uh, I don't know if he was found not guilty or if the trial was no no the the case was just dropped oh okay so probably pay out so essentially what happened was his wife wouldn't testify against him and because from my understanding she didn't name him by name in the 911 call and she refused to testify they had no choice but to not move forward with the case um so he said he was uh it came out he was essentially planned on meeting with Gary Bettman to get reinstated, and then the Bruins, a short time later, released a statement saying Milan Lucic will remain on indefinite leave from the organization for the remainder of the 2023-24 season. The Bruins organization supports Milan and his family as he continues his personal rehabilitation. So, typical story of celebrity getting away with There's my one swear for the podcast. Yeehaw. <laughs> well, That's what I, I, was, yeah. I, I was just going to throw in there that Boston saying, you know, for the rest of the season, he won't be playing. And he is on just a one-year deal. 
So it would be the remainder of his contract. I don't think it would be a good idea for anyone to sign Lucic next year, Boston or any of the other 31 teams. He was kind of beat up and done anyway, so it was more of a yay. Mm-hmm. But okay, right, so- like so, so like he he not only like yeah, you were saying he's pretty much done. Like he's probably like fourth line guy if he's playing in the NHL, but you're bringing in a fourth line guy with a lot of media issues, so it's not really worth it. Corey Perry, I. I think that, well, Corey Perry's an example, but I think a better example is Evander Kane. Yeah, but Evander like, Kane's Evander way Kane, better than Milan Lucic, let's, let's be honest. Yes, when Lucic's issue is his age. And but, Kane's wife's kind of bad crazy, too. That's your second one. What? Uh, your second wife? But the, the second swear. <laughs> but, uh. Is that the S word? I don't know. I'd like okay. I think you can find that in the dictionary. I was wrong. Somewhere. I I was wrong about Corey Perry uh, playing another game. Do you guys think Lucic plays another game in the NHL? No. Absolutely not. I'm gonna go with no. Okay, I'm gonna go yes. You're nuts. You're crazy. <laughs> I there's he, he wants to be the team. one person who says the other thing. That's just uh, no, I make sure I it makes sure one time. of us is right. It's yeah. We gotta go both. Ways. I'm not gonna. Oh, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I think. Um, I'm pretty sure he did a, a a podcast for another podcast that is slightly bigger than ours, and um, he said a, numerous teams reached out to him, but he obviously decided to go to the best sports city in the world, to Boston. It's definitely not Sunrise. And that was you're talking about before oh, this season. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Um, okay. I thought you were talking about like right no. now. I'm like, what? I thought you were pointing down like Sunrise is the best, the best sports city. I was gonna say, take it easy, Brett. <laughs> take the sunglasses off down there. South Even no, um, no, no, I definitely don't. So yeah, I guess he had a couple teams who offered him more money, and um, you know, but he decided to come back to Boston. You know, they even though they lost Bergeron and Krejci, they're still an upper echelon team. But yeah, their bottom six also is. Um, I don't want to say full. I mean, they've been really good this season, and they have players that come up and down all the time, so they do have moving parts that if someone gets cold, they can swap it in and out. So they're not going to miss them, and they didn't miss them. Strong depth. It's important. Well, another player who is slowly fading into the distance, but he is still around, at least for this year, and that is Zach Parise. So uh, we did talk about this. He signed a deal with Colorado, just a one-year deal, 825000 so pretty much a steal. All we could assume is that this is filling in the plug where Nakushkin went to the player assistance program, but uh, he has announced he will be retiring at the end of the season. Now, whether or not that actually happens, is this a Wayne Simmons type deal again? You know, we don't know. But reports say he's planning to retire. And, you know, his his reintroduction to the league hasn't gone that great. He's played six games, has one goal, one point, and is a minus five. So I, he's probably feeling the age. Hit him pretty hard. But on the plus side for the Colorado Avalanche, Gabriel Landis-Gog was seen skating today. 
So Brandon's all horned up nice. about that. So congratulations, Brandon. <laughs> you might see him before the end of the year. Yippee. But we will say the skating that was seen was at a public skating rink with his family. No, I'm just Speaking <laughs> about skating again, Brett, let's talk about right. the hot dog king. Yeah, another another guy. Um, there's a slight, slim, maybe tiny possible chance Phil Kessel is returning to the NHL. He has been practicing in Vancouver. He's not been signed to a PTO or anything, but he is he is skating and practicing in Vancouver. And and Phil apparently is a cup chaser. If he's if that's where he's going, you I mean he just. He got his name on the cup again with Vegas last year. If he ends up with the Canucks, there's definitely a strong chance that the Canucks go all the way. They're a young team. They've been showing a lot of talent, one of the top teams in the league this year. So kind of not surprising that that's a team that he wants to try. I don't I don't see Vancouver signing him, but I, I, can, see why, I can see why Phil wants them to sign him. You know, <laughs> hey, you want 100 grand to just play this season? Hey, all right. Just play. Um, I, I what are the requirements to get on the cup? He definitely won't have played 40, enough regular season games. You have to play either forty, at least forty-one games, or one Stanley Cup. The Cup final game. Final right. game. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll stick them in there, I guess. <laughs> if, hey. if they sign them, I don't. I don't know. You know, I wish either him or Pat Maroon would somehow find their way to a Corey Perry team. Because let's just see what happens. You know, Pat Maroon, he tends to play on cup-winning teams. Phil Kessel tends to play on cup-winning teams. Corey Perry tends to play on the runner-up team. So what happens if you put them together? Oh, boy. (laughs) The whole world implodes. The big issue with Vancouver signing him is their cap space is only about uh, $275,000 currently. And. League, I think the lowest contract you can give someone is seven fifty, right? Seven seventy five, I think. But now that the season's yeah. now that the season's halfway over, the, it'd really only be like a cap at a three eighty or so. So they're still short. Yeah, bring them in for the playoffs. League minimum is seven fifty, nice. so not even close. Like yeah, half a million off. <laughs> so they just throw someone else TIR. It's fine. Everyone plays those shenanigans around this time of the year. <laughs> yeah, so like his cap hit would really only be three seventy five for the end of the year, though. So they're really only about a hundred G short. And I wonder how that would work. Like, I don't know, because he's not—he's technically not practicing with Vancouver. He's pl- he's practicing with their AHL team, right? So, yeah, I don't know how that would work. Mm. Like, even though he's a veteran, does he get the same money in the AHL? Like, you know how they have like if they sign him for a two way, like I don't know how that would work for cap space. Well, you can sign an AHL contract. There's there's not a large number, but there's quite a few guys out there that just are signed the AHL team alone. That's the Chicago Wolves. Um, that's basically their entire team because they are not affiliated with NHL team. Because uh, we talk, I talked about this with Nick a little while ago. It's, it's kind of interesting that Chicago felt like Carolina was screwing them over because they kept calling up guys. And they're like, you're screwing over our chance to win the Calder Cup. And they're like, well, what do you do? I, I mean, it's, we want these, we need these guys on our team. So then Chicago's like, well, not affiliated with anyone. And they're like a subpar team this year. And they're, yeah. and how'd that work out for Carolina? <laughs> oh, wait. Still no Eastern Conference wins in the last couple times they went. 
Anyway, moving on. League updates. So we've got some league updates that are not player related, uh, but are worth talking about. So to start off, we're going to talk about the Columbus Blue Jackets firing their GM. No, they did say name... his name. I don't have his name in my notes. Uh, it's Finnish. Yarmo Kikalainen. Okay. That guy. Uh, but they did name John Davidson. Oh, Do you have his course. name? Of course. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Much easier to say. Much easier to say. As their uh, interim GM. However, they have said that they plan to look outside the organization for their new GM, which mm. I think if you're Columbus, that's maybe smart. Um the system clearly isn't working internally. No. So so find someone that is not related to anything that has happened and just start fresh. And that's good news for Columbus. However, I find myself saying that on many podcast episodes, like if I'm a Columbus fan, this is good news. And it just kind of keeps getting worse. But, <laughs> you know, we'll see. Uh, it is worth noting there are now a new list of five longest tenured GMs now that Columbus is, is gone. Uh, starting with St. Louis, Doug Armstrong. He was hired back in July of 2010. Winnipeg, Kevin day off. Shovel day off is what it looks like. Shovel day off. Uh, June of Shovel on your day off. Yeah, that one. And then, uh, of course, Dallas's Jim Nill. April 2013, Washington, Brian uh, McClellan. Mc, McClellan, yeah. yeah. Uh, May 2014, and then Cass's Bruins, Don Sweeney, May 2015. Who's going to be the next person on that list to get axed? I knew you were going to ask that. Um, <laughs> so if you knew I'm it, thinking, Brett, what's your answer? I was thinking it's probably St. Louis. He's got he's getting himself quite a well, – they won the Cup in 2019 for sure, but um, – Lately, it's been kind of interesting, and they signed, you know, Robert Thomas and Jordan Cairo to these long-term contracts, and they're kind of like this tweener team. So, if if it continues to not work, and you know, these contracts ended up looking really bad for them, like I feel like if they don't see success within the next like three seasons, they're probably going to start looking to um, switch things up. Three out of this list. I mean, I guess maybe Washington would probably be the other one. I was going to say three seasons. I can see Washington and Axon McClellan before the, mm-hmm. you know, Sooner at the end that. of the season. Um, Shovel Dayoff might have been axed if he didn't, if his team didn't turn it around this, like at the beginning of the year and had a good season and he signed Shifley. It wasn't looking good Hellebuck, at the beginning like, of the year. <laughs> I, I think uh, McClellan would be my first pick and Shovel Dayoff. Would, would be my second. Okay. But, man, Doug Armstrong. Anyways. Uh, Brett, Lightning. Yeah, so the, the Lightning released a new third jersey, a black jersey. They've typically had black jerseys in their lineup. Um, I believe when they became a team in 1992, their home jersey was black. Um so it's kind of always been a part of it, and so they finally reintroduced one. This one is mainly black. It's kind of got their shoulder logo as the main logo with the circle. It says Tampa Bay Lightning Hockey Club with a bolt. Then they have 
three stripes on each side representing their three Stanley Cup victories. Even as a Panther fan, I think it's a really nice jersey. I think the Bolts always do a good job of keeping things simple but making it look cool. Um, Other but, than their flame sleeve jersey. Oh yeah, that was, that was weird. That was so they so like they're good when they keep things simple and then when they try too hard, <laughs> not, not so good. So um, I don't know if you noticed, two of the stripes are white because they're ac- actually for the asterisk cups that they got. So um, <laughs> that's why they're not all blue. Two of them are asterisk cups. But continue, Brett. <laughs> I was going to say they, they got to debut uh, tonight. And unfortunately for Tampa and their fans, they lost <laughs> 9-2. To the Florida Panthers, and Florida Panthers jumped into first place in the East. And say it one more time for yourself. (laughs) They're number one, baby, number one in the East. We don't want to win the President's Trophy, so I'm good with that. We'll stay there. So okay, since you brought it up, I I would love, I would love to see the Panthers win the President's Trophy and match up against Boston in the first round. Oh my gosh. Boston would have to go on a terrible run for them to meet on the first game right now. <laughs> or They'd have the to, Panthers. Like, lose, lose out. Well, but no, because he wants Panthers uh, the Florida to win the, the President's, President's Trophy. trophy. Oh, I just, the reverse script would be so So, great. now that Brett spoke about 9-2, to two, uh, three games in three days have been 9-2 to two scores. Um, the Leafs Oh, my gosh. Beat and the, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning started in 1992. How about that? <laughs> the Leafs beat the uh, the Ducks nine to two. The Panthers beat the Bolts nine to two, and the Dallas Stars beat the Predators nine to two. Um, How about that? We, That's crazy. We got a little bit of breaking news as well. Um, six minutes ago, the NHL officially announced the Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Red Wings Stadium Series at Ohio Stadium. Oh, it's official. It's official. official that's a good. Official. That's a that's a good matchup. I think you'll get a lot of Detroit fans there, though. <laughs> but yeah, okay. and and we've uh, over on our sister page, Freeze the Puck Hockey. Uh, we've made several posts about this being a rumor, and I've seen a lot of people say that makes no sense. Why is Columbus getting a? And it's like because that game's going to sell out. But that's why. They oh, all yeah. sell out. It oh, doesn't yeah. matter who's playing. It could be uh, uh, AHL classic. Like it's an outdoor game is going to sell out. End of story. And and I love it. And the NHL doesn't actually care about TV ratings as much as they do selling out of state sales. And that's a big stadium. Yep. Um, I think it, it's it's over a hundred thousand. I know that for sure. Um, the the only uh, one thing I want to say about that is that just leaves two teams who have not. Jesse, you suck. Outdoor game. Jesse just commented saying Bruins suck, and I am all set with his attitude. You bum. I hope you get trapped on a subway. Just oh kidding. Oh, my gosh. Jeez. Brett has a grievance, though. Go, Brett. Yeah, Give yeah, us so your grievance. With, with Columbus now getting the Stam Series, that means only the Florida Panthers and Arizona Coyotes are the only two teams who have not had a chance to participate in outdoor game. I don't think they should play each other, um, <laughs> definitely. Um, but Outside think, of Mullet Arena, I, I was, and they could seat more than 5,000 people. Um, I mean, I thought they might have done Florida-Columbus, um, but it, it's it's going to end up being Detroit, which I, I think, honestly, I do think that's the right call. Um, yeah. With Florida, they, their main rival 
is Tampa, obviously. And I, I just, there's no way you do an outdoor game in Florida. Well, I and thought there were rumors that they were trying to plan. They were. They were. At Raymond James. I do remember seeing those rumors, and that just seems Never. wild to me. Wild. Um, they had it in LA, though. It, I mean, if, I guess if you get the the right technology, I mean, in January and February here, and even in Tampa, which is a little bit north of me, um, you can get into the 40s, very slim chance to get into 30s. So you, you better have some high-quality cooling equipment if you want to do an outdoor game down here. Because so that's only a chance. Because you just got to schedule this game out way in advance. Who knows if you're going to get one of those 40-degree days. Because, like, this week here, we're going to have some days where it's 43, and then the next day it's going to be the lowest 73. So, <laughs> so what you're saying is and, you and need some high-quality H2O, Brett. I, I got it. <laughs> but but not in the air. Not in the air. I didn't know. Okay, I didn't know what you meant. <laughs> uh, moving on. So we just had that breaking news. We also have some other game announcements that came out this week. Uh, and it's regarding the Global Series. So big news for Brett and I, as we are uh, Panther and Stars fans, respectively. And... Um, but the the first game that's going to be happening to kick off, or it's, I'm guessing it's going to be during preseason. Um, all they've said is it's a Buffalo Sabers game. It'll be an exhibition game, and that will be in Munich, Germany. I'm guessing they're playing like just a team in Munich. It, that's not an NHL team. I didn't see another team in that. Game I think Bayern has an ice hockey team, so they probably are playing that. That must be it. Uh, but then Buffalo is going to fly over to Prague and kick off the NHL season, 2024-2025 season, with New Jersey. They're going to play two games there in Prague. And then later in November, the Dallas Stars and Florida Panthers will be taking on uh, two games in Tampere, Finland. Are you guys going? So, yeah, and... um. <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be I've awesome. I looked but... up tickets. <laughs> oh, okay. I I just knew I wasn't gonna be able to afford to go. Um, I was got the I was. So with the um, Dallas and Florida playing in Finland, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of Finnish representation on both those teams. And um, Ethan actually made a post um for sister page freeze the puck hockey, which mentioned that Alexander Barkov from the Florida Panthers and uh, Rupe Hints of the Dallas Stars they're from Tampere. Finland, so that's really cool, and, and but not even just those guys are from Finland. With Florida, you've got Anton Lundell, Itu Lusterainen, I believe uh, Heiskanen's Finnish too, right? Mm-hmm. And Essa yeah. Lindell. Essa Lindell, yeah. So lots of Finnish representation. But with that, is there a lot of Czechian representation with um, Buffalo and New Jersey? Like, like nothing came to mind immediately. Uka Pekka, maybe for any guys in there. Who? Uka Pekka, the goalie. Luka Pekka, Luka Kane. No, he's he's finished too. No, I'll die. Luka Pekka is just, I think, um, Andre Palat, is he Czechian? Ooh, Palat might be. But that would be just one. Yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't have as much of a of a pull. Also, uh, Yanni he, Hockenpah. He sure. For the stars. Oh, yeah. No, is he sure Swiss or is he? No, he's, he's from Eastern Switzerland. Oh, nailed that. Yeah. So, I mean, going to be very exciting. Uh, especially for Dallas. Dallas has yet to play a game as the Dallas Stars outside of North America. They did play several 
um, back when they were the Minnesota North Stars. And then for Florida, this is their third time back to Finland. So exciting for them. And then, um, yeah, we'll see how the game expands. Let's talk about let's talk about some unexciting stuff, Ethan. <laughs> well, um, actually, actually, this is going to be my thing. Uh, just I saw a, a um a tweet. I don't even know what they're called anymore because it's not Twitter. I think they just call it a post. I don't know. I'm going to call it a tweet. So I saw a tweet this week that the NHL announced that there will be an All Star game in 2025 and 2026. So denied. We get a break. And the false next news. Two years. And- it Wait, be no, it's 2025, 2026? No, 20, sorry, 2026 and 2027. Come sorry, on, fact sorry. check, Amanda. Sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry. So, well, it is, it's the two years after the Olympics. That's what I should have said. No. Oh, and so 27, 28. No, it's 26 and 27. 26, according 27. According to what I've seen. So I don't know how that's going to work because the Olympics are the same Gosh. year. So it's, they're not going to have one. that's a long break. They're not going to have one for the Four Nations face-off, but. According to the post I saw, they will have one in the Olympic year, and they will have one in 2027. Oh, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my so, gosh. I don't know if they're just going to not have the second half of the season, or I don't know how that's It'll just work. be a, a Russian all-star game. Either, yeah, either that or just have all, <laughs> an all-star game of the next best 20 players. <laughs> so Jake, Jake really, Ottinger really will get another that, all-star that announcement. Jeremy Clayman will be there, and Jake Ottinger will It'll be perfect. No. So according to, the, yeah, according to the NHL website, um, the NHL will hold the All-Star Games in 2026 as a send-off for the players who are going to the Olympics. <sighs> that's dumb. That's so what, that, that's, that's what the opening ceremony is like for. A whole month. Yeah. Ah. Weird. Hate that. And I thought it was the two years after the Olympics, and now, now that's because that makes sense to me. Like, this whole R Star game before the limit that makes makes no sense. No no wonder I got kind of confused there. Yeah. That is such a bad move. That's what are upsetting. They thinking, man? <laughs> Maybe they'll change their minds. Like I hope they do. <laughs> Kucherov will definitely not be participating. He will yeah. See, yeah, because if you're if you're a player that's playing in the Olympics and you get selected for the All Star game. Why are you saying yes? I'll take the game suspension. Why? There's Thank no you. reason. I'll pull an OV and yeah. take the game suspension. Thank you. Absolutely. Gosh. Well, there we go. Um, There's the NHL shooting themselves in the foot again. Uh, unlike the NHL, the PWHL has been on fire. It seems like it's run really well. Um, Doing things right. Yeah. I, I really wish they had team names because it would be a lot easier to talk about them. <laughs> but... Um, Just say the cities. It's fine. I will say I listened to an interview with Sarah Nurse uh, this last week, and uh, she seemed really, really excited about it. She seemed really excited that they were able to get a season going this year. Um, it seems like all the girls are excited about it. And um, with that being, you know, the more they, the more uh, one thing I want to add real quick: the more they talk about that, the more it sounds like it almost did not happen this year. Well, I think. Well, I think a lot it, of people wanted the branding to happen, right? I don't know if that's what you're going to say, Cass. Um, it was not. No, I, I just that, mean like the PWHL. I, it almost sounds like they almost didn't start this year. They were going to start next year. Yeah, I think like I like I was going to say is um, I think they the original plan was to get the branding in place, 
to do all this, but then the players are like, we want to play, so let's figure out a way to make I see. this work. I see. Sorry, Cass, go ahead. Um, they set a new attendance record at Scotiabank Arena in Toronto for the Montreal versus Toronto game uh, with 19,285 fans in attendance. Um, the arena actually only seats 18,800. So there were a lot of people sitting in each other's laps, but they made it work. <laughs> and um, no, they're actually with standing room capacity uh they actually can hold 20,270 fans but what an accomplishment you know um, a little less than a thousand yeah i don't know does anyone know who won that game oh, i thought it was toronto oh i hope so because i can say at least they actually won something uh toronto <laughs> beat montreal three to zero. Oh wow nice showing how about that there we go we so, should call them the the Toronto Maple Leafettes oh, and the Montreal like Canadiennettes. I, I think that's a little it's a little city silly, but it's it's fun. Speaking about silly, how awesome would it be if the Toronto PWHL team wins a championship before the Maple Leafs? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, please, Boston. I'm sorry, you can lose this year. That would be amazing. It'd be well worth it. Thank you. Please come again. Oh man, but. That would be glorious. They got a strong team, too, so it's definitely possible. I mean, Sarah Nurse is considered one of the top players uh, in in women's hockey. Uh, that, But I, I just want to take one more second and recognize how crazy that is. Like, PWHL, brand new league, 19,285 people there. That, that means... That is um, two. That's about four hundred and eighty-five people, standing room only. That's crazy. There are NHL teams that aren't even seeing that many people. Arizona no. being the obvious one. But. Well, no, most stadiums don't fit that many, Ethan. Most right. stadiums are Boston doesn't under nineteen thousand. Yeah, Boston seventeen thousand yeah. something. You know, I think only Montreal can even. And, and Toronto, obviously. Most of the Canadian teams have the larger stadiums. But most most of the teams in America, they're like 18,000, 17,000. The Panthers are one of the rare ones with 19,000 seats in the stadium, which is kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, most are around 18 and 17. Speaking about the Coyotes, another week with no news on any future plans. So, <laughs> dragging their Goodness feet gracious. again. They're um, working on it. They're yeah, working on okay. it. Okay, I'm working on losing weight, too. It's not going well. <laughs> So I had mozzarella sticks for dinner last night, and they're amazing. Anyway, enough about my life. Let's talk about a contract who gets a uh, defenseman who gets overpaid. Uh, we'll go alphabetical order, and because Amanda seems like she's very distracted, we'll start with her. Thanks. She I... has done a great job, by the way. She is running our live stream and all that for the first time. Absolutely. She's done an awesome So job. we don't even need Jesse anymore. Perfect. Except for the phone call that we had to make to Jesse to help. It's, it's all right. We, <laughs> we, you figured it out. It was tech so support. It, it, it wasn't it Jesse by out. name. It was just tech support. It's just tech support. Um, yeah, I'll go first. So I chose um, Darnell Nurse from the Oilers, um, which he's he's getting paid $9.25 million. That puts him up there um, with Yossi Makar, and like getting paid more than these guys, mind you. 
um, Hedman, Hughes, and just not getting that same production for that value. And I just don't think he's worth it. So to expand on that, he's playing with two of the arguably five best players in the world. And in 50 games, he has six goals and 13 assists. Like, how do you not just have a at least 20 assists playing with those people? Secondary assists. It's wild. It's nuts. It's unacceptable. Anyway. <laughs> Brett. It is. It's just, to me, it, that's not worth it. Who do you got? Yes. So I decided to go with Seth Jones. He is currently the tied for the fourth highest paid defenseman in the NHL, making $9.5 million a year, and he still has six years left after this year on that contract. He's turning 30 very soon, and he is the Blackhawks' number one defenseman, and that's that's true. He's probably their best defenseman, but he's still not worth being the fourth highest paid defenseman in the NHL. He's not ever going to be in the Norris conversation. He's not going to put up stellar offensive numbers. He's he's pretty he's decent two-way defenseman. The fact he's getting paid 9.5 more than a lot of the guys that like Amanda had already mentioned, it's it's crazy. And he's going to be making this much for six more years where he's going to progressively get worse. That's just what happens when players get to these ages and he has a no movement clause, so they're kind of stuck with him. Ethan, your turn. Oh, I love talking about this player and how terrible he is. <laughs> but of course, I'm going to talk about the man, the myth, the non-legend, <laughs> Ryan Suter of the Stars. Not Dallas, not Minnesota, just the Stars. Because this man is getting three point let's see 3.65 million from the Dallas Stars to play defense but that's not where it ends and this is kind of an odd pick because if you look at cap friendly and you look at the top paid players you're not going to find him that high on the list because a lot of his money is from a buyout from the Minnesota Wild and they are paying him 7 uh 7.538 million Per to year. not play for to them. not play, but arguably play poorly for a division rival. So you're looking at um, over ten million dollars getting paid to this guy, and his stats just. I'm just gonna read off since being with the Dallas Stars, um, 2021, 82 games, seven goals, 25 assists, 32 points. The next season. Three goals, 22 assists, 25 points. And this season so far in 54 games, one goal, 12 assists, 13 points. But your issue, Ethan, has always not been so much the offense is how terrible he is in his own end, right? Yes. Yeah. I've uh, I've been to two games this week, and at least on five different occasions in both games, I've seen Ryan Suter leaning against the goal, like leaning against Jake Ottinger's goal while plays going on. And it's like, what's happening? It's awful. And he gets so many minutes. Maybe they're making dinner plans. No, he's probably just annoying Jake Ottinger. That's probably what's happening. 
<laughs> hey, buddy, is your but, groin okay? Okay, just making sure. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Suter's just, I don't get why he gets the minute. I mean, he's on the PK. He's on the power play. He's logging so many minutes, and the guy can't keep up. I, he's slow. He's old. Um, I'm tired of him. Okay, go ahead, Cass. I'm done. <laughs> you need to show some respect for your fellow American, okay? That's unacceptable. No, he can just go away forever. <laughs> so mine has actually been healthy scratched a couple times this year, and by a couple, I, I mean numerous. Um, I chose Mark Edward Vlasic. Pickles are good, but when you're this low and this old, it is not good. He's in the sixth year of an eight-year contract. That pays him $7 million on the lowly, crappy San Jose Sharks. He has a whopping five goals. Two assists in 31 games played. Um, overall, especially now that Carlson's gone, he looks old. There's no other way to say it. Brent Burns is now gone. Carlson is now gone. He's the top dog on that team defensive-wise. And sucks to be them. That's why you're going to see well, anyone. He's getting healthy scratched. Yeah, I think you're going to see San Jose suck for a while but i wouldn't right stock up on those picks i wouldn't be surprised if you see a buyout for this player and i don't think it'll be a ryan Suter situation where he goes somewhere else (laughs) i think it'll be a situation where they say you've done great go sail off into the sunset and we never want to see you again um Mm -hmm. As far as his career goes, let's see if I can pull it up real quick. He's been playing for a while. Um, He is 36. He has played 1,270 NHL games. So that's a a really good career. Uh, 82 goals, 289 assists, 450 uh, penalty minutes. And he has also... He's kind of a defensive defeat, man. He's also played 142 playoff games. So he's combined, he's almost at the 1500 mark, which is wild. So he was a he's big... just like, go ahead. He's a good example of a player that just overstayed their welcome. It's like, okay, you should have been gone a few years ago. Um, Cass, how many years did you say he has left? Uh, he's in the sixth year of an eight year contract. <sighs> he's so. still got two years left yes. on it. Yeah. So I would say, I think you're right on the buyout. I think if. If he had like one year after this season, they ride it out. But two years, it's probably time to to cut it and deal with that. Four years of what it's probably going to be three point six ish somewhere each year, which is not that horrible. So considering what the Wild are doing with Suter, yeah, the cap hit would be three point eight next year, four point eight, one point three, and one point three. So that's not bad it's not for a team that's rebuilding. Yeah, I would do it. So, but he's been in the he's literally been in the league since 06 07, which is wild. And he's been mostly healthy for the most part. Couple you know, I'm shocked. Though. I'm shocked and maybe maybe this guy's on your your honorable mentions, Cass, but uh Eric Carlson. I am shocked no one picked him uh I thought as about their it. initial 7 goals, 30 assists. Now 30 assists, that's great. Right, don't get me wrong, but for eleven and a half million, is it great though? You're playing that's... with Crosby, you're playing with Malkin, you were playing with Gensel. I mean, 
The only reason why I didn't pick him because I didn't want Tyson to cry because he's already really depressed about how his team's doing. <laughs> and Tyson, I, I told you this That's earlier this year, you, you're just like the Seattle Kraken. You will not be making the playoffs. Suck it, Jesse. It, it, it's $11.5 it's for not just this season, but three more seasons after. Mm. Yeah. It, that's why you're not re-signing Gensel. That's why, right there. Kyle Dubis the strikes and... again. Oh, well, did he make the trade? He's yeah. He did yeah, make the absolutely trade. Absolutely, he did. That's yeah. one. Of, that was one of the first things he did. Yeah, yeah that was. It's everyone rough. who talked about that trade said that the Sharks need to retain, and Pittsburgh's going to pay for the fact that they 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 didn't. Well, it's funny. People want to complain about Yarmo Kikalainen and like how Columbus has done. Hasn't moved too much. They had that that year where they beat Tampa, but like he never made a bonehead move like trading for Eric Carlson just to say you did to make a big splash like that. That's a big boo boo. We'll say he signed Johnny Gaudreau, you know? and that's been a horrible, horrible. Yeah, but well, when he and- signed Gaudreau, Gaudreau like Gaudreau's still young. Like he can turn it around. I still feel like he. I mean, he. I think he's overpaid. Maybe not in Columbus. Yeah, but- Carlson. <laughs> Carlson's on the wrong side of thirty. So yeah, and he's older. Like he's had the Achilles injury. He's had injuries where it's not, and he's playing with players that are. I'll still say Crosby's elite. I don't care. He's still at a, over a point per game right now. So you got Malkin. You got a couple. You, you know, Ru- I I always liked Rust. I think Rust is kind of almost um, underrated in the league, but. He's 33. Well, I, mean, I said it. Th- yeah, 33. That And that's, it, it sounds younger than it actually is in NHL years. And I said it when we discussed once that trade happened. I was like, Pittsburgh bailed San Jose out. Yeah. They mm-hmm. totally yep. bailed him out or bailed them out because they're paying that $11.5 million. Yeah, All of it. And... Look at what he's done last season. This big season he had 101 points, right? In 82 games. We're over halfway through the season. He's got 37. So even if he doubles it, he's looking at 74 points compared to 101. But he's still getting the same 11.5 million. It's kind of wild. And my brother will love that I'm bringing this up. But I'm actually kind of surprised the Fenway Sports Group, uh, John Henry, let them make this trade because he is notorious for keeping his pockets sealed shut when it comes to spending big money on big players. That's why you don't see the Red Sox making any big moves. So I'm surprised they actually... The same person who owns the Red Sox owns the yeah, Penguins? Yeah, the, the Fenway Sports Group now has a minority share in the Penguins. And they own a, oh. a soccer team over in Europe somewhere that no one cares about, except the whole Wacky. world. But, um, well, if it's a minority share, yeah. then they didn't really but, have much say. Well, I mean, I think it's enough that, you know... Well, that's, that's one of the big things he was griping about last year is the Penguins came to play in Fenway, which he owns, you know, the Red Sox, and it's like, mmm, collusion. So, <laughs> that's that. So, next week's question. We're going to switch it up. Not really. Worst contract for well, a are goaltender. We, are we, oh, we going to be whoa, doing whoa. it next week? So, surprise, surprise, in honor of President's Day, we are not going to have a podcast next week. So, you all can go listen to Jesse's solo episode. He's going to actually live record a studio, <laughs> studio album, and it's called Rangers Suck. Uh, I'm sorry that I support the Seattle Kraken, and they will not be making the playoffs. 
So and and that's all a we long all we will title say. of an album. Goodness <laughs> gracious! All, all we'll say is uh, we won't say where, but um, Amanda, Brett, Cass, and myself, we will be meeting up in some city across the U.S. for a hockey game. And we will have stories to tell when we get back. There will be no good teams playing, and I kind of got rope doped into this. Kind of excited oh about it, but I mean, there will be a wow. top Thanks, Cass. Five team. Playing. I'm not excited to meet you either. <laughs> I said the teams. I didn't say anything about you guys. Relax. You said you weren't excited for the for the <laughs> hockey game in general. You know, I'm still trying to see if there's an AHL game that night close by, and maybe I'll go see that. <laughs> But <laughs> checkers might be playing. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of worried about getting hit across the face with a nose by one of those coaches, and that's the only clue I'll give you. So, <laughs> um, with that being said, the next pot. See, I'm so much more relaxed and so much more free without Jesse here yelling at me. It's great. <laughs> it's like the overbearing parent isn't here. I feel free, Jesse. Anyway, and uh, he's probably I getting yelled at in some New York yes, street. Yes, he's probably getting mugged. Anyway, um, <laughs> so the next question we're going to ask, um, Brett, there's a caveat here, too, for you. Um, the, I can't pick. The, I mean, I heard you said it. The you most, said worst contract for a goaltender. The worst right? contract for a goaltender, and you cannot choose Sergey. And I can't say Sergey? Yes, you cannot. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or Spencer Knight. I'm throwing that in there, too. Sergey Bobrovsky is actually doing pretty good this year. So $10 million maybe good? Maybe I wouldn't have picked him anyway. Uh, save it for next one. Yesterday was the 10-year anniversary of the Oshi on Bobrovsky. Spectacular. That, that, I think it was yesterday. I could watch that. Oh, my God. Oh, the uh, the Olympics with the shootout yeah. thing? I cannot yeah. wait for Olympics. Oh, it'll be great. I'm still kind of hoping I can go to this uh, 2024 Four Nations thing in Boston. If... I don't have to sell a kidney for it. We'll see what happens, though. I have two of them, so maybe I will. Yeah. But one to spare. Let's wrap it up. <laughs> Brett, you can start. Yeah, thanks, you guys, so much for listening to um, Top Shelf Dusters this week. Um, like we already said, we uh, live stream every week on our YouTube channel, Top Shelf Dusters. You can follow us on Twitter. Make sure to like our Facebook page. But um, until next week, this was Brett. This is Cass and Jesse Sucks. This is Ethan. And this is Amanda. Until next time. Until, whoa. Until next time. Just cut him off. Just cut him off. Just let's. Music for this episode was written, recorded, and performed by Robbie Padavano at Robbie Padavano on Instagram. Instagram.